0: During the past two decades, I've helped more than a thousand entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. So get that pen and paper ready or open up the notes app on your phone. It's time to build your ideal financial coaching business. Welcome back to Financial Coaches Network podcast. Emily, what are we talking about this week?
1: this week we're going to talk about the theoretical venn diagram which we'll get into how much of a venn diagram it is between life coaching and financial coaching so sometimes that comes up in the financial coaches community facebook group of is this life coaching is this financial coaching do we talk about this kind of thing do we not talk about this kind of thing and obviously when talking with clients sometimes those lines get a little blurred too where they're like hey you're supporting me in this can you It just sort of the conversation naturally flows to, oh, can you help me with this, too? Can we talk through this, too? And where are the lines? Are there lines? Should there be lines? Where should the lines be? All that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I wondered if we wanted to start with a couple different definitions of life coaching, a couple different definitions of financial coaching and kind of see where that takes us. Sounds great. And the first one actually is from a licensed therapist and board certified coach. To, ver- to start very top with therapy versus coaching. Um, okay. And I actually listened to another a podcast earlier this week to not planning to have it be relevant, but that was relevant kind of about it that also lined up with this. So she said, a coach looks at your present to help you create the future you desire, while a therapist looks at your past to help you manage your present. Then she continued to say, so while coaching is action-oriented, therapy is insight-oriented. And I thought that was really interesting because I would say some financial coaches touch a little bit on you know what was money like growing up and sort of how does mm-hmm. that inform the money choices you make but in general I think I would agree with that that coaching tends to be more focused on what are we doing let's talk about actions talking about emotions and how that influences the present but also focused on present to future more than past to present would you agree yeah. with that
0: I think that if you're going to draw very, very hard lines, that that would be a good hard line to draw. I think that in practice, those hard lines are impractical. (laughs) For sure. I I don't know any therapist at all that doesn't have present and future oriented actions, right? If you go to marriage therapy, they are not going to say, okay, well, let's forget about your marriage. Let's just talk about your young childhood. And we're not going to actually give you guys anything to work on your current marriage, right? That's not
1: right. right. Or let's talk about your childhood so we can talk about your marriage today. The point is so that you have a marriage in the future so that yeah, can do it as well.
0: Yeah. So I think that that's a, a hard, hard line to draw. I mean, if you're going to have a theoretical hard line, sure. But yeah. I, I think in practice, you know, as you pointed out, many coaches talk about people's past and look for insights to help them manage their future and their present. And I don't think there is a single therapist out there that doesn't give action steps and things to work on, right? They may not be tactical things like change the automatic savings in your savings account, but they may be things like sit down and talk about what needs to happen in order for this to be a a positive future or what are your non-negotiables right or list out your positives and your negatives right these are all present action steps right right? so i think in reality that's a very difficult hard line to draw right i i like the attempt but i think it's a hard line to draw i think a better hard line to draw and it's one that is more profession focused and more client focused is that a therapist is licensed and trained to deal with substantial psychological issues <laughs>
1: and, and coaches coach is not,
0: are not. <laughs> and so if you, we use a swimming pool analogy, if you're splashing around on that little sun shelf, that's like two feet deep.
1: That's my right? favorite place.
0: Right totally cool to go there as an unlicensed coach, right?
1: Do not need to be a certified lifeguard to hang out
0: right? in the two-foot deep water. If you are moving into three or four foot deep, it's time to start referring because you're still above water. You probably still feel like, hey, I can handle this, but you need to start referring. And if you get above four feet deep...
1: If you're over your head... You say,
0: this is off bounds. <laughs> right? And I think that's a really important thing. And it's hard to identify what is that hard dividing line. How do we know when disagreements between a couple about how to spend their money, which every couple has, Mm -hmm. rises to the level of this actually requires therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Therapy in that case, right? How do we know when feelings of shame or feeling sad about the debt that someone is in rises to the level of depression or rises to the level of some other clinical diagnosis. And the answer is that unless you are a licensed and trained therapist, behavioral health professional,
1: that's not your call,
0: (laughs) right? You can't make that call. And and so I think it's really important that if you're even starting to think, oh, this is nowhere near it, but it's something that could be getting close. The second you start to think anything, you need yeah. to refer it out.
1: Nothing makes me happier than when a client says, oh, hey, my therapist mentioned, but like, when my client just casually mentions a therapist, I'm like, that makes my life so much easier, because then it's just, hey, that might be something that would be worth bringing up with your therapist. Or yeah. as often as not, they'll be like, I know this, I probably shouldn't be talking to you about this. I'll make sure I bring it up with my therapist at my night. I'm like, Thank you. Right. Like that, it's just knowing that that relationship is established so that it, it makes that yeah. line easier to draw.
0: Yeah. So I think we've covered the difference between therapy and it's coaching. It.
1: We're on a, a right? little bit of a tangent, but I think yeah. it's still an important tangent yeah. to talk about and loosely relevant.
0: So what about financial coaching and life coaching? So uh, you said you looked up a couple of definitions for life coaching. So yep. what have we got there?
1: Well, I'll pick and choose because I grabbed a bunch because some of them went on for 16 sentences, but a a life coach (laughs) is someone who counsels and encourages clients through personal or career challenges. A life coach helps guide clients to reach their ultimate goals. So that was one site. I was like, okay, very general, which I think is fairly accurate. I think life coach is a very general term. Mm -hmm. At least that's my impression. Another website said a life coach is a type of wellness professional who helps people make progress in their lives in order to attain greater fulfillment. They aid clients in improving their relationships, careers, day-to-day lives, clarify goals, identify the obstacles holding you back and come up with strategies for overcoming each obstacle. Okay. So what I found as I was reading through all these life coach definitions, I was like, huh, this sounds like a very general financial coach, which I think. So what, what I was noticing is like, I feel like financial coach is a very specific kind of life coach, to a certain extent. So I'm curious, again, what are your thoughts on that? And what would you say is the difference? Yeah, let's kind of take a
0: a step back. And I want to ask you as you were reading the definitions. Mm -hmm. Did you get any sense of understanding of what it is they actually help with with any specificity
1: for a life coach? Yeah. No.
0: Did you get any idea of what was in bounds or out of bounds for it?
1: Not really other than, well, I I just focused on the, a life coach is sections. Which so is great, that's my yeah. But in yeah. the definition, not really other than in a couple of the spots where it was, you know, a therapist talking about it or specifically focused on that. But in general, no. Okay. So
0: as a consumer, when you've got a service that is very vaguely defined, you don't really know what it does, and you don't know what is even out of bounds for it. Sort of, I help you with stuff.
1: I help you make your life better. Right. Cool.
0: How do you feel about that?
1: I have no idea whether you're worth paying money for or not, because I don't know what you do.
0: And I don't even know whether I want to spend the time researching it, because I don't know if I have the problem that you don't really tell me you solve.
1: And I would probably rather spend my time researching somebody who does help with the problem I solve to decide if they're going, if they're the best person to help with, or if I need to look for somebody else.
0: And I think that's the fundamental difference between a life coach and a financial coach is that we've actually identified. Financial coaches actually have identified, or at least if they do it correctly, they've identified what it is they help with. You know, I had at one point experimented with calling my coaching service, financial life coaching.
1: Mm. I've seen that a few other places too. Yeah.
0: Kind of. And I found that it actually reduced <laughs> the marketing effectiveness. Interesting. And the, the reason is very simple. Life coaching is a very ethereal. I was <laughs> going to say foo-foo, but ethereal. <laughs> you um, know
1: works? One's or woo-woo, woo, right, type
0: <laughs> thing. And when you have that life coaching thing added to it, I think there's a significant portion of the population that looks at it and goes, uh, uh, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Right. And so, you know, that's, and and I want to kind of go back to, and I apologize to any life coaches that are in here. (laughs) Right. But the encouragement is be more specific with what you do.
1: And I think to, Your niche is not the kind of people, the the people you are trying to attract as clients are not the kind of people who are going to be drawn to the woo-woo side of things, that kind of thing.
0: I think that's part of it. I I think the majority of the population is in that. So you would have to have a very specific niche for life Mm -hmm. coaching to be successful. There are successful life coaches, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Yeah, They go after a very, very specific, small subset of the population.
1: Right. Which goes back to the term life coaching in general. I feel like life coaching is just is the giant umbrella. And then you could right. you can say, you know, well, do you think it's fair to say that financial coaching is a subset of life no. coaching as a whole? No, not okay. at all. Uh, yeah. because I, I, think... I was envisioning as big picture umbrella of life coaching. And then there's financial coaching and career coaching and relationship coaching and that kind of thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's a very good way of of looking at it. Um, simply because life coaching, as it's defined, isn't defined. <laughs> so I want you to read that
1: definition. That so if you... we take if we take the life off of it and just, I guess that's what it is. It's there's all these different kinds of coaches, and under the umbrella of coaching, there's financial coaching and career coaching and relationship coaching.
0: I think and that's a better
1: life on the front doesn't really mean anything because life coaching in general is.
0: Yeah, and I would take the coaching off of it. it.
1: Yeah,
0: right. So I I would say that there are financial helping professionals, and mm-hmm. within that there are financial advisors, there are estate planning attorneys, there are CPAs, there are financial coaches, the there are therapists, financial therapists, right? There are financial therapists, right? Um, and so that, in my mind, is a better way of framing it. There are relationship support professionals and within that there are
1: relationship marriage
0: and therapists and relationship code right all these different things and i think that that's a much better way of sort of visualizing it one of the challenges with that definition that you read so go back pull up that definition which one it it doesn't matter So you get to choose because I I feel very confident that any definition you choose off that list is going to be able to what I'm going to say is going to be able to work. So just pull uh, up definitions. I was
1: trying to decide if I wanted to go with the one that had the most specificity or the least specificity. I'm not sure any of them have much more or less than any other. So let's go with life coaches can help you clarify your goals, identify the obstacles holding you back, and then come up with strategies for overcoming each obstacle. Right. Which is simultaneously so, slightly specific, but also very, very, very general.
0: Right. So I want you to take that definition and I want you to tell me, can you say that that exact definition, no changes in the wording whatsoever, could be applied to a baseball pitching coach? Yes. Could it be applied to a chef that is going to train you how to cook? Yes. Could it be applied to a teacher that is going to uh, teach you a
1: class a on
0: uh, economics? Yes. Okay. So here's, the, <laughs> here's another issue is that definition doesn't define anything.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. Right. Can you sub-life coach for literally any other helping profession?
0: Yeah. And, and does you? that... End it up making you, your doctor that definition fulfills your doctor's role. <laughs> in my your doctor life.
1: will help me clarify my goals, my health goals, identify what's preventing me from achieving those. And, but yep yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's true. Yeah. and so Ouch. that
0: that's that's one of the big challenges with life coaching is the def the there is no definition to it. Huh. And I think that that's one of the big differences between a life coach and a financial coach is that a financial coach has actually put some definite, most financial coaches, by the way, don't put enough definitions.
1: But even right? the most generic financial coach helps people make a budget.
0: It, it's at least more defined. Yeah. yeah. And the more defined that we can get, the more likely we are to attract a, a broader range of niches, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, the more defined, unless you have a, a very specific unusual niche, the more defined that we can get, the more likely your very specific, unusual niche is going to be attracted to a defined definition. And I think that's one of the that's why I don't like life coaching as like the broader category, because it, any literally anything can be involved in that. That's right. Fair. Uh, my plumber can totally be for that definition. Right. We're going to be redoing the bathroom. They are going to identify the goals for the bathroom there for the plumbing in the bathroom. They are going to. Right.
1: Uh, I mean, they're well, one of one of the definitions says a type of wellness professional. So that gives a little bit more definition. But who helps people make progress in their lives in order to attain greater fulfillment? Yep. Having a functioning bathroom definitely helps me attain greater fulfillment. Right. When yeah. our toilet leaked and we had to rip up the bathroom floor, my life was definitely impacted by that <laughs> and not in a positive way. So, yeah. yes, that's yeah.
0: And so I think that that's that's a I, I don't like the comparison of life coach versus financial coach, because it's not life coach is so ethereal that it's really like saying that what is the let's compare the difference between a woman or let's use you as an example. Let's compare the difference yeah between a a white young adult woman with a with a uh, Children, we'll just use a broader definition, right? With children, let's compare that to humans.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so broad, it's like, well, what are we comparing? Yeah. Are we comparing? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and so that's that's the big thing with, with the difference, is that there isn't really a defi- a definition for life coaching. You know, and, and then if you look at individual life coaches and you start looking into their advertising and their marketing. A large number of the really successful ones aren't actually life coaches. Right.
1: Yeah. Because they're
0: career they, coaches.
1: Yeah. Right? Or relationship coaches. Or yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Have, they, they have, they've they've a, down.
0: Yeah. They've got a really defined niche. And by doing that without realizing it, they've really defined their service to be: I don't really do life coaching. I characterize it as life coaching, but what I really do is career coaching or relationship, or like you said, right. Some, something else. And I think that that it's as if, if there are any coaches that are out there that are thinking, well, should I go the life coaching route? You know, if you're looking at it from the perspective of I'd like to have more tools in my tool belt and get some education. Sure. Some life coaching programs might have really, really good Mm -hmm. stuff within them. At the same time, I don't think that you're going to get a lot of benefit from becoming a certified life coach, unless you have a very, very specific niche, right. Versus getting the AFC or the CFP, which I think would be much more advantageous.
1: Right. I mean, it's the same thing about your, we obviously, as we have in this conversation and probably literally every conversation, strongly advocate for niches. Mm-hmm. So who are you trying to help? What are you trying to help them with? And what are you trying, what are you looking for that will help you help them better? And for probably the vast majority of people, the first step is getting that solid financial background of, from, like you said, the AFC or the CFP. Right. Once you have that, maybe you look into, okay, now I'm looking for more of the general coaching tools. And then maybe you look somewhere else. But also yeah. there's a lot of programs out there, just like there are there are some financial coaching programs that, you know, you could look through the group and say, you know, what what course have you done? Some of them people are like, yeah, this was great. Some of them people are like, yeah, I paid money for this and it got me nothing. Right. So, I mean, and do your, for me, do your due diligence there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And if I was hiring someone who had the CFP. Right. And I'll say the CFP because even for coaching, I wouldn't hire someone with the AFC unless they're also working on the CFP or willing to work on it. Right. But the and it's not to say that I don't like this AFC. It's just you know, for my business.
1: You're saying hiring for your business, not my hiring business. to work with personally.
0: Yeah. If I'm hiring for my business,
1: you're looking for an employee.
0: <laughs> they've got the financial technical background mm-hmm. and they were looking at expanding. Mm hmm right their their knowledge in a particular area of service to clients mm-hmm. in that area that a life coach would say this is what i help people with right a really well a person who's defined their life coaching really well would say this is what i help people with it's not going to be a life coaching certification that i would want to pay that employee or that i would want to see on that applicant what I would want, what I would encourage and what I would want is someone that is working on um, a counseling program Mm -hmm. or a behavioral health professional program, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the reason why is because the stuff that is really gonna make a difference in the area of like life coaching, quote unquote, is gonna be that deeper end of the pool, right? It's gonna be the stuff that a behavioral health therapist would be able to do. And it doesn't mean that, That person would have to get licensed as a behavioral health therapist. Right. Um, It doesn't mean that that person would need to have a. um, It doesn't mean that that person would need to have. The full degrees in it. Right. But I would rather them learn the tools from a mm-hmm. very well-established, highly regulated and highly self-regulated, meaning the professionals are regulating it and highly well-respected profession and training system
1: mm-hmm. than
0: life coaching, which is not regulated. Yeah. It's not, there isn't a professional association with it. There isn't government oversight, um, And and so that to me is, if that's the direction that someone would want to go within my firm, I would say in order for me to pay for it or in order for me to hire it, because I see it on your application and I see it as a really positive, I would want those skills coming from behavioral health education as opposed to financial coaching education.
1: That makes sense. So basically, if you're looking to enhance your toolbox of the so-called soft skills of the talking to of the the coaching side of things look into the you know financial therapy programs i know the afc has a lot of continuing ed opportunities they dive mm-hmm. into that a little bit more
0: or just go to a university extension yeah, yeah. and take some classes on counseling in their behavioral health department right, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. you know go you know it doesn't have to be afc or financial therapy related yeah. it, it can be that's true Right. It it can be just literally what do therapists get trained on Mm and learning that.
1: If I Uh, wanted to pursue a master's in therapy, what would I need to do? And don't do all of it, but go, okay, or or do do all of it if you want to. But go, okay. what? That's something I always forget is an option is being like you can just take like a class or two where you can. Like that's a thing you can do and online in a lot of places now and you can find those you know Just reputable tools. programs yeah yeah and it's not usually all that expensive because i no, don't it's not. think that like oh it's going to be like $5,000 to take one college class it's like no
0: it might be 7 or 8 hundred I mean, bucks
1: it could be but it also yeah. might not be
0: yeah yeah the and then the other side of it is the consumer side right mm-hmm. the public and i think that and, and this is an opinion that i have that the afc pe right the, the board, they don't hate me for it, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, they definitely don't uh, agree with this particular opinion that I have, right?
1: Despite the fact that Financial Coaches Network does have a great partnership with. We
0: ASAP. do have a wonderful partnership with it, yeah.
1: But just like but, in any partnership, you don't always get along. All right. So, exactly. what opinion do you have that they don't like? Because I'm. Not and so
0: there, sure. there is this desire to have a very clear line between financial counseling and financial coaching, mm. right? And I totally understand that desire and I get it. It's just not practical on the consumer side. Yeah. Because, and I I think that it creates more potential for confusion. And and the reason why is because consumers don't care about the difference. (laughs) They just don't. They have a need. They have a problem. They want it solved. Who can help me with it? And I don't care what you call yourself. Right. Medical doctors, they care what they call themselves there because medical doctors is a government regulated term and you cannot use that term without going to jail unless you've gone through the government regulations, right?
1: Right. Which and that would be where the line because then the next question is going to be, okay, so financial coach, why can't I call myself a financial advisor?
0: Right, because well because technically technically you can't call yourself yes. a, you can't do the things that a financial advisor, right? Can, right. But financial advisor is not a regulated term. And in mm-hmm. honesty, in all honesty, I think that's one of the biggest problems in the financial planning profession and the financial mm-hmm. advisor profession. And one of the biggest problems in the broader financial helping professions, which would include financial counseling, financial coaching, yep. is that we don't have um, a regulated term. right in in law you have a regulated term you cannot call yourself an attorney or a lawyer without having gone through the necessary steps for being an attorney and or being a lawyer right cannot call yourself a paralegal
1: Mm -hmm.
0: without going through the necessary steps of being a paralegal right now some of those steps are much more rigorous than others
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right uh to call yourself an attorney, you have to be licensed by the bar. To call yourself a lawyer, you have to have passed a – get have a juris doctorate, right? You have to have passed law school. To call yourself a paralegal, you either have to have passed through a paralegal – a bar-certified paralegal education program or had a lawyer and kneeled in front of a lawyer – and had them pull out their sword, tap it on both of your shoulders and anointed you as a paralegal. Uh, those are the two ways. I'm to guessing
1: not literally,
0: but. Yeah, yeah not literally, but just, you know, the, but there, there there, are, you know, very defined things and it's a legal term. You can't call yourself a nurse without being a licensed nurse, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and, and so the, I, I think that it's really, it would be really helpful if we had at least one right this
1: financial planner isn't regulated i mean the the term financial planner is not a
0: not yet okay i mean certified
1: financial planner is i would assume no it's not so i could call myself a certified financial planner
0: you you, well you're not going to get in trouble by the government you will get
1: just in trouble by the cfp
0: Okay. yes so the cfp owns certified financial planner right That's they, okay Yes. Yeah. So, so, so it's not a legal
1: thing that. but it's a copyright trademark whatever yeah we don't need to yeah. get into that um yeah. but
0: um <laughs> okay. the, but the financial planning association is looking to make financial planning a regulated term
1: that would be i can see yeah. how, that would be really helpful yeah i have really thought about it. that that there's no legal governmental term for or restrictions around all of these terms. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so that that's I I think that that's really important to understand is consumers don't care.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. What you call yourself is not important to consumers. I mean, yes, it has a marketing impact, so on and so forth. But ultimately, what they care about is can they understand the problem that you solve?
1: Mm hmm
0: and is that their problem
1: yeah
0: and the more vague you make the problem you think you're capturing more people right but yeah you're not right if you had a heart disease right and you went to a person and they said hey what i do is i help people with their bodies so let me cut your heart open
1: yeah Like, oh, no, I'm going to go down the street to the heart surgeon. Yeah. That's what they do a couple times a day.
0: Exactly. And it's not even a matter of what they do a couple times a day. You help people with their bodies. Well, (laughs) I don't even know what that means.
1: So does my physical therapist and so does my massage therapist and so does my general practitioner and so So does does my my chef pediatrician. Yeah. So does the (laughs) nutritionist. Yeah.
0: Right. So you know the the when we have these really vaguely defined things it it really makes it hard for consumers to actually know whether or not to engage with you engage with your marketing whether your service can help them and again i think that's one of the big differences between a financial coach and a life coach is that a financial coach has actually at least done some defining probably most of them have not done as much as they should have Mm -hmm. but they've at least taken that first step yeah of right. saying
1: gone from I want to help people to I want to help people with money at least, right. and then we want you to go I want to help this kind of people with a specific problem.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So and, and so I think that is one of the biggest differences, and mm-hmm. it's probably why a you'll you'll likely see more growth in financial coaching than in life coaching over the long term, and B why life coaches are going to be far more likely to be successful if they really aren't life coaches they call <laughs> themselves life coaches but when yeah. you look at their marketing you look at their website you look at how they describe their services they're talking about something very very specific
1: and once we're off this call i'm very curious so probably while i'm eating lunch i'm going to go see if any of the life coaching schools and I'm not going to look at all of them, but one or two, see if they talk about niching at all, because I'm curious and I have no idea because I haven't really looked into it. But it yeah. would surprise me at which point to your point, if you have niched down, are you still a life coach or are you a mindset coach or are you a career coach or are you a relationship coach? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. We went, we kind of noodled around in a lot of different places, but I feel like we at least touched on the topic. (laughs) So I think we're good. All right. Thanks everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. So you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Uh, It also helps iTunes and everything else know that you liked it and suggest it to other people. And if you can think of one person, a financial coach or someone aspiring to be, who would connect with what we talked about today, share it with them as well. If you're ready to take the next step and build your successful financial coaching business, FCN has turnkey resources to help you get clients, work with clients effectively, and run your business efficiently. Head to Financial Network backslash start here or Financial Network backslash stall there if you're Sean Connery. Thank you again for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast.